Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the December 5th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Monday evening episode of the show. Hey, the Bucks are playing tonight against the Saints on Monday Night Football. You should probably check that out. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. And Hey, listeners, if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the podcast. Uh, then you get to know about the episodes as soon as they're available. And then we know you're out there, too, which is pretty cool. And uh, also, we're over there on Twitter at um, yeah, Sports. Go f- give that a follow, and that gets you the latest you know, kind of sports uh, headlines, news and information, analysis, and retweets and whatnot. So go uh, go check that out. Hey, John, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing good. I'm pretty excited about tonight's game. I know sure it's you are. not like, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an NFC South matchup, right? You know, all the teams are uh, with a losing record. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, but uh, Tampa wants to stay atop the, the deal there, right? So yep. they can squeak on into the playoffs, get a home game. For the first game, and then let let Tom work his magic and get a Super Bowl out of it. What do you think about that? Mm, well, no, you got to start somewhere. You do. Yeah, you got to well, start by winning this game. Oh yeah, I that's mean, right. If you could beat the Saints, who have pretty much beat you every single time you played, other than in the most important game, which was the playoffs, then that would be a a pretty big confident boost for this team. Confident yep. boost for this team. But yep. they've been winning quite a few games at, at the last few games. I think they've won at least two. So win another one here, and uh, you're you're on the right track. And also because this, the NFC South is so not great this season, yes, you can catapult easily. Yes. So you just yeah. got to win the game and then yep. you're ahead. Just keep moving on. That's right. All right, so you say a common misconception in the NFL is that beating a bad team doesn't make your team good. Yeah. I would say that's a misconception that a lot of people talk about when they talk about their teams. So you think beating a bad team does make your team good? No, no. I think it may, it just makes that your team is a your team may beat a bad team. Okay. So I, what you're saying, just so I'm clear, yeah, is that if you beat a bad team, it means nothing. That means nothing. It means nothing. And there's a, a, a perception out there that if you beat a bad team, hey, it's an NFL team, right? right. So and you have a an extra win in the win column, right? right? Yeah. So that's good. So beating a, a bad team does help your team. Maybe you learn something in about record, your club. But you the only that really get a better record. You record, but mm-hmm. I mean if you beat a team convincingly that's bad, then that's good for your team. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Cowboys throttled the Colts they last did. night fifty two to like nineteen. So that's convincing. Mm-hmm. But I think there's multiple teams that over the last few seasons we've talked about and everyone's saying they're really good teams and they fall off. The Steelers last season was that team and they did not play very well. They didn't beat anybody. And this season I think it's the Eagles. And I've been looking at their record, who they beat, who they lost to. They lost to the Lions, which is the Lions, I feel like, are a pretty good squad. They've been dealing with a little bit of injuries, some things that kept them down a little bit. So that's a decent one. And they beat the Vikings, which is – I'm not sure how good of a win that is after last week where the Vikings, Kirk Cousins – like didn't complete his first like seven passes was horrible the entire game and then finally clicked at the end so we'll see actually how good that team is and they beat the commanders and i don't think the commanders are that great of a franchise they've got good pieces but i don't think they're that great then they beat the jaguars which the jaguars aren't that great either then they beat the cardinals the cardinals are the cardinals even kyler murray knows how bad they are the cowboys that's a good football team i think they're they have a lot to say about that i think they 
have one of the best defenses, and we'll talk about them in a bit. But then they beat the Steelers, the Texans, and the Commanders again. None of those games are even hard. Then they squeak by the Colts, right? That's not a good team. We've seen that. Then they beat the Packers by only by seven points. I rewatched that game to see what went, what, what what happened, and the Eagles weren't convincing in their win in that game. Then they beat the Titans uh, yesterday, um, and I just feel like. Out of those teams that they've won against, only two of those teams, maybe three of those teams, were good contending teams. But most of those other teams are not great. Uh, and in that Titans game, I always feel like the Titans are a middle-of-the-road you know, team that's okay but never can really keep going. But I feel like when you look at these teams, and we call it the, the, you know, the, the Eagles one of the best teams in the National Football League, and based off record, they are. But if you look at these teams that are really good franchises and you look at who they actually play against and who they're actually winning against, um, you would see that they're not actually beating anyone of any sort of value. And I feel like the teams that are not winning those games against the bad teams or the teams that are struggling to win every single game and are forced to go through the, the ringer are the teams that actually, at the end of the day, become the best teams in the National Football League for longer than these teams that start out hot and stay hot um, without playing anyone of, of any sort of value. And I think these there's a common misconception, like you said, where teams that don't beat a bad team convincingly but still win in the win column, everyone says, okay, that's a good thing for our squad. That's a good thing for our squad. And eventually, if they win enough games against okay opponents or bad opponents, what people even that don't even follow the team and don't even like the team or whatever, start to say, okay, this team is actually good. This team is actually good. This team is actually good. But the best teams are the teams that fought and are playing at a high level consistently throughout every week and are playing the good and the bad teams, but each week are learning and growing. So I think, you know, this misconception of um, playing a bad team doesn't make you good just because, you know, they played a bad team. But I think it also can be if you lose those games and you struggle in those games, that can also be way more of a positive than just, you know, destroying every team that you play regardless how good or bad they are. But I just think, you know, in the NFL, I think there's a lot of, like you said, they're all call, or all um, NFL teams, so they're all going to be really good. But there are bad teams in the NFL, and there are good teams in the NFL. But if you're just beating a bunch of bad teams and scraping by against bad teams, that doesn't make you – a Super Bowl contending team. That doesn't make you a playoff contending team. That just makes you sitting in the middle here and possibly being a good or bad team. We don't really know because you're, yeah, you're winning, but you're, uh, who are you actually winning against? Uh, until you figure that out, you know, um, I think there's a lot to be said about, you know, how good they actually are. Um, okay, so like, so let's talk about a team specifically. I'm to see let's the, talk about the Eagles. The Eagles I was looking at, but I'm also looking at the, the Bills to see who they played against. Titans, like I said, not the best. They lost against the Dolphins, who are a decent team. The Steelers, not the best. Uh, the Packers, not the best. The Jets are okay. The Browns, not great. Patriots, not great. Uh, but then they also beat the Chiefs, which are a hard team, the Ravens, which are a hard team, and the Dolphins, which are hard. So they won like against three really good squads, but the rest of the squads are not the, you know, the best, and yet we called the Bills the best team in the AFC and the Eagles the best team in the NFC when both these teams are you know, struggling and and one case or the other. Okay. Well, let's talk about the Eagles, can we? Yeah. Are they legit? What's going on? They're what happened? Uh, I think they've signed a lot of talent. Um, uh, they got Sue in the defensive line. They got Jalen Hurts. And for they've... for a few seconds there this season, I thought they were. You know, it's like I look at them. I look at Miami. Yep. You know, it's kind of they're they're kind of replicating the Kansas City style. You know, 
like they just they went in they just grabbed Tyreek Hill and just put him on the team yeah, the in Dolphins, Miami yeah. but um but yeah I mean that that's what it that's what it felt like it felt like they were really humming but yeah, the Eagles, and defensively doing well too the Eagles have signed really good talent but the problem with this Eagles team is a like I've mentioned before they haven't played anyone of uh that's that great um they squeaked by the Colts team which is not a good football team but they beat them by one point a couple Sundays ago um and we're you know we're claiming that this you know really good franchise that can you know go far but in the game of in the game of football, um, losing does more for your squad than winning does. And we talked about this that I think that you have to lose a lot of games to be a Super Bowl contending team. You can't just because you gotta know what that feels like to win. Yeah. Like you, you're never gonna build character from just destroying every team you play. Sure. That's not doing anything for you. You, I watched the Titans game. I watched about five seconds. And I knew exactly why they beat them thirty-five to ten. The Titans couldn't keep up at all with any of their wide receivers running all over them. Packers couldn't keep up with any of their wide receivers, right? So it's just they have speed. They've got talent. They've got a good quarterback. They got a good running back. They got all the correct pieces, but the problem is they're not going through enough of a, enough of a ringer to be like okay yeah that's a, that's a team that's that's a team that's going to be able to destroy i think they're going to have a great playoff run x y and z but they've got to go through the cowboys they got to go through the giants they've got to go through possibly seattle if they play them they got to go through the bucks like they've got to go through good teams that are going through um, a really hard time to get there. They're not just having, you know, a great time winning all their football games, you know, and everything's great for me. The Cowboys coming to the season, all the talk was that their head coach was going to get fired and that they were never going to be anything this year and that Dak Prescott was going to be a struggle and uh, Ezekiel is not going to play well. And then you look now and you're saying, wow, they're actually in a good place. And you look at the, uh, the New York Giants and they're in a great place. They've been playing really well. They got a good defense. They can shut you down really quickly. So, you know, they're going to have to go through a lot of good teams, and nothing they've showed me so far has proven that they could beat any of those squads. Maybe they'll get an easy first round and they'll play like a team that shouldn't ever even been there. Okay, they get by. But when you get into the playoff football, you're going to have to play the best football you've ever played. And, I mean, it's just if you can't even beat the Colts convincingly uh, and you struggle with against that team, that that's not good for you. Like you got to be able to beat every team that you've played and do it at a, at a level that um, that these really good teams are doing it at. And these defenses are getting stronger. They're getting smarter. They're getting faster. They're getting quicker. And you're going to have to find a way to get around them. Um, I, they've got decent pieces, but I'm just concerned that, you know, when push comes to shove, how well are they going to actually play? And, you know, with Jalen Hurts, he's a good running quarterback. But if you're able to crown a little bit and you're able to keep get in front of him, you don't let him just kind of zigzag in there and get away from you you can definitely shut him down as well. Now, I think he's matured since last season. I think his past is a little more mature. I think he's playing at a better level. But uh, I, I think there's going to be a crash eventually for this Eagles team. I don't think they can fly so this two is in this his, long. So uh, two is in his second year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think, you know, Jalen Hurts flies this long without, you know, without okay. eventually crashing. But, you know, All it's right. a good run. Uh, Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. All right. So you're talking about running quarterbacks like Jalen and Tua. Um who do you think the best current running quarterback, you know, is out there right now? You, Russell Wilson maybe used to be the guy you'd yeah, point to, but he, to that's that. clearly not the case anymore. Um, I think the three top guys that everyone will talk about, or top four, would be Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, uh, and Jalen Hurts. But honestly, I think it's um, Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, I saw a thing yesterday that said no quarterback coming into the season ever had – uh, three games with a 60 plus yard uh, touchdown run he's done it in the first in the in one season so he's 
set that record. He's been able to blow past any defense. I think his running style is in such a way that he can make anybody miss. He puts anybody on skates. So it doesn't matter how good of a defender you are. He'll find a way to get by you. And then when he gets by you, he has the speed to you know turn on the Jets and get to the touchdown. Uh, I think Josh Allen is a stoppable runner. I don't think he's a guy that can be a difference maker for an entire game uh, by himself. Um, because Jalen Hurts has literally, or not Jalen Hurts, but uh, Justin Fields has literally been out to be a game maker hit the entire game pretty much by himself with lim- limited help from his wide receivers. Josh Allen's not going to be that guy for you. Jalen Hurts, like I said, I think he's a good you know, third down and short, fourth down and short guy where he can get a few yards or whatever. But he's also beatable if you keep him can, uh, corralled a little bit. And Lamar Jackson's probably my second uh, guy if you talk about that list. But I think you know Justin Fields, with ha- what he's had to deal with, what he's had to overcome, what he's had to fight through, as far as his entire defense getting decimated, as far as his offense, um, these wide receivers, Allen Robinson going to the, um, to the Rams, he's lost pretty much everyone that you would want him to have to have success, and yet he's still finding ways to score touchdowns and get plays and get things going. And a lot of that's through his legs. So I think the Bears have the best running quarterback in the NFL right now. I don't think it's close. I think Lamar Jackson's probably the second, but I think it's a distant second. So I think he's done a really good job this season. And if I had to pick a, you know, the, the best running quarterback would be uh, Justin Fields. Okay. All right. I think that's a, that's a pretty good pick. What surprises me about a lot of these running guys is that they're they're full-size quarterbacks. Exactly, right. Which is crazy. It's like tight ends, right? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of like Taysom Hill, but uh-huh. you know, yeah. with a better hey. arm. Yeah. All right, so you think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFL presently? Is that your thought? I mean, I know that was a pretty big whoop whooping yesterday. I think the defensively this team is – well, I think they've got the best – um, players like the best one-two punch as far as running backs are concerned yeah. as far as t- wide receivers Gallup and CeeDee Lamb that's insane defensively they got Micah Parsons they've got Trevon Diggs they've got a tremendous defense that can you know ransack anybody like it's not really even a competition uh, and then Dak Prescott yeah he still has interceptions but he's a serviceable quarterback for this organization and then Dan Quinn's done a tremendous job of making this defense play at a humming level I don't think there's a team that you you know, put them up against and they can't hang point for point with them. As far as this defense is concerned, they can get through the offensive line. Michael Parsons, no matter how many guys he put on him, he's getting through Diggs is playing some of the best corner corner football that you've seen cornerback football that you've seen in a while. So they just, they suffocate you defensively. And then offensively you pick your poison. Where do you want to guard him? Do you want to guard him with Pollard? Then Ezekiel Elliott will come and just mow you over. You want to guard CD lamb Gallup will be wide open. So you can't just pick one guy or another to, to stop it's you had to pick everyone to stop and see if you can find a way and corral them in and and make sure they can't get open but that's impossible because cd lamb watching him last night watching the the different plays he makes he gets the ball in his hands he's going 20 miles an hour off that sideline and you're going to find a way to stop him but he's so shifty that he can and so like he's, he's not one of the bigger wide receivers a little bit more thin so he's just it's so hard to tackle him i mean that one play where the first touchdown for the cowboys where they thought they brought him down they swing him down his knee never touches but the Colts player thought he did, and he just waltzes into the touchdown without anyone touching him. So that's kind of the way this Cowboys team has really been able to play. And if they can get a hold of you, and they can get sacks, and they can get stops, and they can get interceptions, anything to have momentum starting and to click their way, it's very hard to pull that back and get things to you know a medium and in the middle a little bit with this team because once they start, they, they get on fire. And I don't know of another team in the National Football League, when you think about it, that has that sort of defense or has that sort of offense-defense combo um, where everyone talks about complimentary football and you want that and you need that. That's how you start winning football games. You talk about that. But who else has that? I mean, Miami has a good defense and a good um, a good offense. We saw in the 49ers game, if mistakes are made, then the defense can't quite slow them down. They're going to have to try to stop them. That's 
you know, can be complimentary, but it's not always the best. Kansas City probably is one of the best defenses, um, but they weren't able to slow down Joe Burrow in, the, in this um, Cincinnati team. Uh, Cincinnati is a good offense and okay defense. So you look around this league and you can find teams that have good offense or good defenses, but it's very hard to find what this def- Dallas Cowboys team has been able to do. Uh, and it's, you know, they came out of nowhere a little bit over the last few seasons where when CeeDee Lamb came into this lineup and Tony Pollard came into this lineup and came into their own and Micah Parsons came in, this team became an instantly different team overnight. They came into a Super Bowl contending team overnight. And then many people thought they would be a Super Bowl contending team uh, last season, but got a, a sad elimination because Dak Prescott ran up the middle of the field when he should have gone to the out of bounds and ended up losing a game against the 49ers. But I think this team is the best NFC team. I think the second best is the 49ers, but I think they've got the correct pieces to make a good you know run. And if I had to pick right now, because I was thinking about this when I was watching these games about, you know, if I had to pick an NFC, um, I know it's not the playoffs or anything, but like NFC championship game, who would be in that game? Who would be fending off each other? Who would be playing? I think it would be the 49ers and the Cowboys. I think they're the best two NFC teams That's right now. Reminds me of like the, was it the 90s? I yeah. think. That they're the two 80s. Oh, right no, now. like the 80s. Yeah. Right. Like the, the, it was the two dynasties. It was mm-hmm. the Cowboys and it was the 49ers. It was before, like before all the salary cap stuff came yep. in and like uh, created parody. But those two uh, franchises were perennially awesome, uh, at least during the 80s and 90s period that I remember. And they would just beat each other, beat each other down. Those games were, were, were must see. I, I really want that to happen because yeah. ever since Christian McCaffrey came in this lineup, everything's hum for the 49ers. Yeah. The only question with the 49ers now is Jimmy Garoppolo's out for uh, a decent amount of time. I think maybe even season ending. Hmm. I thought I saw he injured his ankle and now. Yeah, I heard that uh, the Panthers cut Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Everyone thinks that's I think where so. He's he going. could get out and get somewhere where they need a quarterback. So I don't know why they signed him, but that seems like that's good on the Carolina Panthers for doing that. Oh yeah. For him. Um, okay, so Tua is my. Uh, he's he's one of my stable of fantasy quarterbacks. <laughs> fantasy quarterbacks. And uh, yeah, so so yesterday completed eighteen of thirty three, two ninety five yards for two touchdowns but had two interceptions and a fumble yep. as the uh the Finns lost 33 to 17 against those same 49ers that we were just discussing. So uh where are we at with Tua? What's going on? I mean is he just like is he hurt, not playing consistently? It looks like he's questionable. I I think he's injured. I really do because the way he was playing and I didn't see any sort of injury uh to him, but it looked very much like he was uh, all the balls that he threw were sailing on him. It, yeah. They all were going way too high. And the wide receivers that they have, I don't know if you've been watching them, but they're not six foot tall wide receivers. Well, given, right? yeah, I've got uh, a lot yeah, of them are lot of, very lot of short wide receivers. So, yeah, yeah, if you quick. got the ball in the hands, they're gone, yeah. right? That's what yeah. we saw in the very first play of the game, right? They got the ball in the hands. Yeah. Uh, but there's these errored passes that he was making where he was throwing them either too short or he's throwing them significantly too high. And the wide receivers were getting up there, trying to jump out there, but they didn't have, they couldn't you know, twist their bodies in the correct way to make the completion. And we saw that turn into interceptions. We saw that turn into fumbles. We saw all that. And I, as I was watching, like, there's got to be something wrong with Tua because Tua has a good arm. He's got good accuracy. Um, and he's really proven a lot of the doubters wrong. But all of a sudden, we're seeing a very different Tua than we've come to expect over the last few weeks. So that's kind of, you know, what you were saying. But I think this Dolphins team is really, really good because what we were seeing is even though Tua was struggling for the first half the complete first half, they were playing defense against defense. That was just a battle. It was just who was going to make the first mistake defensively, who was going to let up the first drive, because both those guys were just – both these defenses were just playing 
you know, punch for punch against each other, really making it difficult to move the ball down the field, which kept them in it for the first half. But after that, the defense just, I think, got a little too tired to beat this team up because once they started moving down the ball down the field, this this 49ers team has so many different weapons on it. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, Jimmy Garoppolo used to be now. It's I don't even know who the kid is, but they've lost a lot of the pieces or they have a lot of the pieces and that just kind of wears them out. But Tua, I think, you know, he's he's very talented at the quarterback position. I think he really came into his own this season after a lot of doubters last season after being benched for Fitz magic. And then, uh, you know, he comes in and, and, and plays the way he's been playing. But, you know, it's that's why they ended up losing the game so badly it was because Tua wasn't in the form that he needed to be. He wasn't playing the game that he needed to be playing. And secondly, the Dolphins had so many flags in this game. It was ridiculous. I, I mean, every time the defense made a good play, it seemed like there was a fat flag of some sort to bag it, uh, to back them up. It was tripping. It was pass interference. It was holding. It was something that you know negated the fl- uh, the um, the sack. It was something that negated the pass or the interception. It was something that just kind of ended ended up injuring them. And then that was also something that kind of forced them into the thirty-three to seventeen loss. But I think this, you know. If you give them a healthy Tua versus a healthy 49ers team, I think you get a little bit of a better a better game. But like I said, penalty yards, the uh, the Dolphins had eight penalties for 68 yards in that game. And a lot of those were, you know, key downs and distances that they actually were able to stop the 49ers. They just weren't able to, st- uh, you know, seal the deal. But like I said, he had the injury. Uh, he has an injury right now, so he's trying to work through that. But, you know, it's an, it's an interesting – football is an interesting game where one week you could play lights-out football and just smack down on the team. Then the next week, you know, you can have an injury and that completely throws your chances of, you know, having success. Um, but it's it's funny watching that game. It's really fun to watch if you watch it. Like, if they made a compilation of uh, all the passes where these wide receivers are trying to get up there to catch the ball. I mean, these guys have some vertical on them. But I think, you know – it's a disappointment for, I think, Dolphin fans for them to get obliterated by that much. But like I said, you know, that's not, I, I guess the point is, it's not a, you know, something that's going to continue for a long time. It just seems like that's kind of a small issue. He'll figure that out. But yep. I thought it was interesting watching that game and then understanding exactly what happened. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, we got uh, we got kick coming here shortly. So it's time to jet and go uh, catch the... Buccaneers against the Saints down How's there. This matchup a lot at like Raymond James Stadium. Is it Raymond James? It is. All right. Yep. And uh, they need to win this game to have that top position. They can, take, so. they can be uh, one of the only teams that doesn't have a losing record. We, we need to we need to make that happen. So so we're gonna play our part by sitting on the couch there and watching go. the game. There you yeah. go. Awesome listeners, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll catch you next time. See you. God bless.